success isn't always about how much money you have. You know, I feel like I'm successful because this is what I wanted. So that is success to me. Maybe it's not to someone else, but, you know, success can mean different things to different people. This is Debbie, and welcome to another episode of The Offbeat Life, where I speak to inspiring individuals who ditched the norm to become location independent. We'll learn how to create sustainable laptop lifestyles from the experts that will help us achieve freedom from our nine to five. Hey friend, for years now, I've given you a ton of stories on remote workers and digital nomads on this podcast, but I've come to realize that many of you beginners are still unsure on how to take the first steps to creating a freedom lifestyle through online work. Maybe you've been too afraid to take the plunge or just don't feel confident enough to land that online job due to inexperience. Well, I'm excited to announce that I've created a new YouTube series called Trying Remote, where I try a new online job or gig every month to give you a glimpse of what it takes to land a remote job. So if you need a little boost to try something new or just want to see what it takes to get started, you can go to theoffbeatlife.com slash tryingremote. Again, you can go to theoffbeatlife.com slash tryingremote to find our videos and to subscribe to our new series on YouTube. So please come and join me there so we can uncomfortably grow together. In this episode, I'm so excited to speak with Katie, who is a Kiwi American blogger and world traveler that has been living abroad and traveling the world for over 18 years. She's been nomadic for over six years and spends the summer months working events and the winter months traveling. So listen on to find out how this freelancer travels the world on a budget. Hey everyone, thank you so much for being here. I am really excited to speak with my guest today. I'm here with Katie. Hi Katie, how are you? Hi, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for joining us today. Can you tell us about you and why you live an offbeat life? Okay, so I live an offbeat life because I've done uh, I've done lots of different things over the years uh, <laughs> that, have, that I guess are offbeat. Uh, I've worked in different kinds of jobs that have allowed me to travel. I've lived in different countries. I've uh, been a digital nomad for six years, although part of the year I'm not, not so digital now. I'm working events. One of the main reasons I, I would say I'm offbeat, my life is offbeat, is because I don't really have a regular nine-to-five job, really. I just uh, done, yeah, lots of different things. Yeah. I love that. And also just to give you a little background, Katie and I know each other because she used to run my Pinterest and she is incredible at it. And she's doing so many different things. How did you get to becoming a digital nomad? And now you're traveling all over the place doing stationary jobs, but they also allow you to travel. How did you transition to this? Was this always something that you wanted to do? I've actually been doing it kind of in some form for about 15 years. So I, when I was 21, I, so I'm originally from New Zealand. When I was 21, I moved to Australia and just had a, I was working in hotels there. And then I moved to London when I was 22. And from that point on, I, I was doing, I just sort of fell into doing temping contracts. So I would work for, you know, sometimes usually it was around three months and then I would have you know, I'd find another contract or if I wanted to go travel, then I could. So I did lots of longer trips then. And that kind of started it really. And as far as the digital nomad side of things, uh, that kind of is out of necessity because I met my now husband who's American and I wanted to be with him. And I didn't, you know, all I had was a tourist visa in the US and 
not really any way to make money there. So I started sort of looking for online work. I started off with writing sort of content guides for a couple of other bloggers because I've been a blogger since 2014, a travel blogger. And it just kind of, I, I ended up doing Pinterest management mostly for the, the first few years. And I still do some of that, but yeah, I've done all kinds of stuff online. <laughs> <laughs> so what made this lifestyle appealing for you, Katie? Because I know for some digital nomads, it can get really tiring. And I know you and your husband travel quite often. How do you make this sustainable for yourself? I guess I've never worked full time online, uh, which is a big thing. Because I know a lot of people will put in, you know, eighty hours a week or more, you know. And I've, I, I just really, I haven't really done that. So yeah, I don't have a lot of money, but I have more time, which is more important to me now. With what I'm doing with working event works, uh, event stuff with my husband, you work for a short period and you work really hard, like twelve hour days. But it's at the moment it's like three or four days, and then you have three or four days off. So I kind of. Yeah, I work really hard and I can kind of go away and leave the site and travel and rest. And yeah, and for me, that's that's enough. That's kind of how I've been living my life for a long time. So I'd say I'm pretty used to it by now, although at times I get tired for sure. Yeah. And there was an article that I was reading, I think a few weeks ago that talked about this, whether it was kind of like, is time more valuable than money? Because it seems like there's a lot of people now and they did a survey of workers and most of them actually said that they would rather get paid less and have more time than get paid more money and have less time, which is to me the ultimate sign of success, right? Is when you have that freedom. So that's definitely what you're living towards and it's success is being defined in a different way with how you're living. Definitely. That's, I think, I don't know if I've ever really chased money. I've never really, I know it's a very privileged thing to say that I don't care about money. I mean, I do care about it, but it's not, I have, I've never had any desire to be rich or be a millionaire or just keep hustling. And, you know, I just, for me, time has always been worth more. And I think that I've been like that since I was, as long as I can remember. And a big part of that is that my father is, you know, that was kind of his philosophy and how he lives. And I just kind of, I, yeah, I'm the same way. So is my brother. So it's a family thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that's for me too. I feel like for a really long time, that's what I always strive to do is to just make more money and more money. And then I always wondered why I was still so unhappy. And then I started to realize that it wasn't really what I wanted. And it becomes so much more different when you realize that and start living for a lifestyle rather than monetary and your whole life definitely changes. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I think that honestly, I think it's a cultural thing too. Like I'm not from the U S and that is very much what's ingrained in people here and living, I've been living here for nearly seven years and I definitely see it the difference. And there's a lot of people that, you know, it's it's the whole keeping up with the Joneses type thing, you know, how many cars you have, how big's your house. And it's just not as much like that in New Zealand, I'd say, or the UK where I lived for for a long time. So I do think it's a cultural difference too. Yeah. I 
agree with that because if you go to a lot of other countries, you know, even if you go to South America or even parts of Europe and also Asia, there's siesta, right? When you yeah. literally <laughs> just take the, the middle of the day and you take a nap or you just eat for hours and you take your time, you enjoy your meal, you enjoy your life. We don't do that here in the United States. Everything is rushed, you know, and yeah. you don't enjoy anything. <laughs> yeah, it's it is hard because we're always like, I mean, it's I, it's the same in New Zealand with the whole kind of like the rush thing, you know, it's like, oh, quickly eat your lunch so you can go back to work or whatever. Yeah. So it, it's definitely like that there as well. I think it's just uh, we have more leave there. Like the, the norm is like four weeks of vacation time that you can take, like government mandated, I believe. And then there's a lot more like public holidays as well. So it's kind of just like you're even though people do still, there's people that work hard and everything, you still, you do have more leave time and it's more acceptable to take time off, I think, than it, than it is here in a lot of uh, workplaces. Yeah. I mean, in the United States, it's only two weeks and mm. you rush everything. That's why when you finally get your vacation, you're always rushing and then you need a vacation after <laughs> your vacation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So when you are not working as a digital nomad, I know that you and your husband travel quite often and you work in different places. What do you do when you're you're there? Is it something that you find and you apply for or is it something that you have contacts to? How does this work? Yeah, so currently at the last, like I started last year really, um, working events with my husband. He's done it for 12 years and I actually did an event event management diploma when I was living in London and I, I used to work as a wedding planner years ago in Sydney, really, like when I was 21. And I've sort of done event stuff on the side for, you know, on and off for years, like event bartending and waitressing as like a second job just to save money, you know, work hard while I was in London and then travel. Yeah, so I just kind of was interested in getting back into events, but this is very different than what I'd done before. It's working mostly music festivals and similar type things to that and it's, I'm loving it it's really fun but it's all US based so I have a green card now so it's all legal and everything but yeah we're, we're running the glamping uh at Gorge Amphitheater in Washington State right now uh, this summer which is is so far really fun it has it has ups and downs but generally it's I, I really love having the contact uh one-on-one -on -one with people again it's something I miss when I was working solely online um, but I still do have some online clients as well. And I have my own travel website I work on. So when I'm not doing this, it's just a summer only. So in winter, we usually travel internationally and I just do my online work then. And it's, I feel, I think I found a really nice balance, although obviously it's perfect for me right now. And maybe at some point that might change and I don't want to do this anymore. I want to do something else. I've done so many different things over my, my work life that I, I like to keep it, mix it up and keep it interesting. Yeah. And I do want to emphasize that, that you can change your lifestyle. Sometimes it works for you at this moment in your life. And then if things change and maybe you don't want to do it anymore and you want to switch it up, that's really the beauty of it is that you can change it. There's no one size fits all. There's nobody telling Katie that she has to do this forever. And I think that's one of the things that uh, we really have to realize that you can do this 
and try it. And if you don't like it, it's not permanent. You can always do a different thing. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that people, uh, I mean, I guess too, like I'm not a doctor or anything, you know, and someone that's, that's studied for years to be something, I imagine that's a lot scarier, scary decision. Although I do know a lot of lawyers that ended up dropping out of and not doing, you know, working as a lawyer for a couple of years and just they didn't like what that actually meant in the end outside of the classroom. So they did something else. But I imagine that's a lot scarier decision when you've, you know, there's thousands of dollars in tuition fees and, you know, to, to give up a career. But for me, I never really, I never really had a career, I guess. I've, I've done so many different things from the beginning that it makes it easier, I guess, just to do that. And I'm so used to doing it now that I don't even mm -hmm. think about it, just of, of suddenly doing something different. It doesn't, yeah, barely registers as like a, a challenge or anything really for me. <laughs> well, speaking of that, Katie, what would you consider is a challenge for you? I know this is the norm for you. For a lot of people, this is unconventional, but for you, this is how your life has always been. What do you feel are the biggest challenges for you in this type of lifestyle? Oh, I mean, money's uncertain. And like I said, I don't chase money, but, you know, we do need it to survive. And I, I want to have a comfortable life, you know, as comfortable for me, what, what my definition of that is. That can be a challenge at times. Um, honestly, since I've started doing the events, I feel like that's less of a challenge because I know that I'm going to have work in summer because of different connections I have now. And now we've, we're here all summer. So I know that this is like a guaranteed job until beginning of October. And then I, you know, I kind of save money during that time too to take me through, you know, as backup for the winter months when I'm just making money online. So it kind of actually takes a lot of pressure off that. So that's one challenge that I did have when I worked fully online and, and, and doing contract work. You know, you, you got some, I had some regular clients, but then also I was getting bits and pieces through as well. And you just didn't know what was going to come through each month. So you, you didn't really know how much you were going to make. So that that's one big challenge, I think, but that's something that I've overcome to an extent now I guess you know sometimes I I think about the future and about putting money away and things like that because I, I I'm not making a lot of money now and I, I I you know maybe it would be nice to make a little more to be able to sort of put some money away other than that I, I can't think off the top of my head of any there's no big challenges really it's just you know making sure I I don't burn myself out you know sometimes and I'm trying to you know I'm working really hard doing these events which I love and then in the time off I'm kind of exploring more of Washington and my dad's visiting right now so I'm sort of taking him around I'm also doing my digital work then so yeah but I kind of I kind of like to be busy anyway I mean it doesn't for me it's just like it's not busy with work it's like travel and work and life yeah. And when you are doing work that you enjoy and that's something that you you don't hate, you know, because a lot of people who have jobs, it's, it's that, you know, it's just to make the money and they, they absolutely hate it. So it's either you don't have a lot of income coming in, but you're prioritizing your lifestyle and freedom, or you do have money coming in, it's stable, but then you hate what you are doing. But there could definitely be a balance to that, right? And I always have this mentality that I know it sounds really insane to a lot of people. And, you know, as you mentioned, Katie, um, privilege, but I don't feel like money is very hard to make if you're willing to do the work. Um, oh, if, absolutely. Right. It, it may not yeah. be work that you want to do, but money is always there for you to make. 
but experience and uh, challenging yourself, getting out of your comfort zone, uh, that I think is a lot harder for most of us. And obviously making money doing what you love is even more of a challenge. (laughs) Uh, So finding that balance, if you can do both, is definitely the key to that. And I think you're definitely getting into that direction too, Katie, because you're realizing and understanding how to do that as well with, with your lifestyle. Yes, definitely. Yeah. I love that. So now for you, once your season here is over, what do you do with your hubby? Like, what do you guys do once the summer is done? What do you do during the fall and the rest of of the year? I know you mentioned traveling. Is that what you do full time or you stay in one spot? Yeah, so we we travel and because I, I don't have as much online work now, I've let go of a lot of that is kind of because I I wanted to focus more on the event stuff. So it's actually freed me up a lot to sort of travel more like I used to when I used to save money for a year and then travel for a year or a few months and not have to do any work. But I still have my my website, so I'm working on that. But that's, you know, I'm my own boss for that. And I, you know, I'm not a slave driver. So <laughs> I, I, I'm i pretty generous with myself when I'm traveling and because that, that's important to me. I don't want to be stuck behind my computer for, yeah, 60, 80 hours a week. I'm never going to be mega successful with it because of that, but I'm, I'm okay with that. You know, I have a small readership. I, I like what I write and, and honestly, I make some money from it and I'm happy with that. So, yeah, travel. Um Last year, we, we traveled for, for five months over winter. So we got back in the middle of May. Um, we went to, we spent two and a half months in Colombia, three weeks in the Galapagos Islands, uh, and then seven weeks in Mexico. And it was fabulous. I loved it. I worked on my Spanish. I just, we went waterfall chasing and hiking and saw beautiful colonial cities and towns. And it just was, it was great. I really enjoyed it. We had turns choosing. So my husband, that was my husband's choice, that trip. And I, you know, I planned stuff within that, his choices, but you know, those are the countries he wanted to go to. I was really pushing for the Galapagos though. So I was very, very (laughs) happy to be able to go there. That was amazing. This year I'm turning 40 in November, which is crazy. I still, I don't feel that old. Um, (laughs) Yeah, but I'm going to go hiking in uh, Nepal, uh, which was meant to do in 2020, but then, you know, what happened? So finally going to do it. So I've sort of started training for it now when I can. I'm doing some hikes around Washington. So I'm going to hike the Annapurna Circuit, something I've wanted to do for a long time. One of my friends uh, is going to do it with me and my husband. And then from there, it just depends what's open. I really want to go to Japan, but who knows (laughs) if that'll be open yet. Um, Maybe Taiwan, if that's open. Thailand, we we really love Thailand. So we try going back there as much as we can. Uh, And then back to New Zealand, because I haven't been back since... I did manage to go back during the pandemic. So I left there in February 2022. So it would have been nearly two years by the time I, I get back there. So I want to spend a couple of months in summer there and see my family and my friends and just beautiful New Zealand. So it should be good. That is incredible. Well, it seems like there's a lot in your roster. There's a lot on your list on what to do in terms of your traveling. That's going to be really exciting. And I'm sure so many more things are going to be opening up soon as well. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, it's just like most countries are now, you know, to some extent, and I'm totally fine to you know follow all the rules and do a test or whatever they need from me. But yeah, Japan's really holding out. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm hoping they're going to open. I've been, I was meant to go there in 2020 as well. And it's somewhere I've, it's like top, been top of my list for a long time. And 
I think the reason I put it off for so long was because, you know, it's meant to be expensive. But honestly, like I'm very good at traveling on a budget and I know that I could go there and, you know, cut costs in some ways and splurge in other things that are important to me and that I that I would be fine. So I really hope it opens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know my my dad, he loves Japan. That's uh, he was in the Merchant Marine and he oh, traveled yeah. all over the world and Japan is the one place he always talks about and he's like when this is all done, we're all going to go together and oh, I can't wait oh. and I'm like, yeah, hopefully soon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that sounds fabulous. It'll be so nice doing a, a family trip there and yeah, I think it's just it's so it's meant to be so different culturally, you know, yeah. to anywhere else and that just is, I find that so intriguing and I it just looks so beautiful as well. I want to hike the, uh, you know, some hiking there in the mountains mm-hmm. and, and visit the beautiful cities and towns and, yeah, and beaches the food. and islands. It's got everything. <laughs> the food, definitely yeah. the food. I'm always about the food. I'm like, what's the food yes. like? <laughs> oh, me too. I love food. <laughs> One of my favorite, uh, yeah, favorite activities is eating good food. So definitely. <laughs> I know you'll just lure me in just with the food alone. That's the first thing that I always go to whenever I look at a country. I'm like, what's the food like? Is it good? All right, we'll go there. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think it's such an important part of, you know, travel. It's like a massive part of, uh, you know, really discovering a culture of a country and the food, you know, it's one of the ways. So yeah, food's a massive focus for me too. And I love trying, you know, different, you know, different regions of some countries have different kinds of food and getting to know those. And yeah, I, I love it. So since you've traveled to so many different places, Katie, you've lived in a lot of different countries, traveled to a lot of them as well. Which place do you feel like it's home for you and the best place for you to, I guess, settle or maybe work digitally that has really been on your list of going back to? Yeah, well, it's kind of a boring answer. I mean, really, New Zealand <laughs> always will be my, you know, my home. I'll always be a Kiwi, even when I get, you know, I guess I'll be a Kiwi American when I get my passport here. Yeah, so I, I really, one day would like to move back to New Zealand and my husband's very interested in that too. Uh, even just like half the year, maybe spend half the year in the US, half the year there and, you know, a few months traveling in between. Also, yeah, Colorado, where my husband's from, and we were usually is our base this year. Not, it's not because of uh, being at the, in Washington for the for Gorge Amphitheater. But Colorado is just, I love it. I love hiking. I love the mountains. I have a, a very big soft spot for the Rocky Mountains in particular because I, I spent a lot of time in the Canadian Rockies in the past and now in the U.S. Rockies. So it was just kind of felt like when I met my husband and then, you know, we were friends at first and then we started sort of dating. I just seemed like it was meant to be that I I met a Coloradan really because that just that state was just, I just love it. Yeah. So I I could see us buying a little, you know, building a little cabin in the woods there somewhere that we can spend part of the year or that would be awesome. Half of the year in Colorado and half of the year in New Zealand. Yes. That, that sounds good. idyllic. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And there's one other place, like, visa-wise, I can't do it, but I, I really, really love Canada. Yeah. I, have a, I just love it. Like I used to live in Vancouver. It's my favorite city. I'm really looking forward to going back in a few weeks uh, for the first time since the pandemic started. Yeah, if I could, I try to go every year, but obviously I couldn't in, in 2020 and 2021 because the border was shut. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited to go back there too. And I just always felt like very at home there. Like it, it feels like I think Canadians and New Zealanders really identify with each other. Like we have, we have a lot of similarities. We're kindred spirits. So 
yeah, that's another place that I really, I would, I always want to spend more time in. Yeah. And it seems like you really like areas that have great hiking, you know, because Colorado yes. <laughs> has great hikes. Uh, Canada, Vancouver has amazing hikes. Obviously, yeah. New Zealand is incredible nature and all the scenery there is amazing. So yes, I, I, I hear you, Katie. I hear I know, you. No, you're a hiker as well, Debbie. So yeah, these, these places, I'm sure that's why, you know, they're good hiking places. So <laughs> I'm like, yes, I know my husband and I, everywhere we go, we always try to find somewhere that we can hike to. And yeah, I always get excited when someone's like, oh, it's a really good hiking spot here. And I'm like, really? Okay. We'll, we'll put that yeah. on the list of places to hike. <laughs> That's definitely a big thing for me. I like, you know, the whole mountains or ocean thing. Like I grew up by the ocean, being in New Zealand, you know, you're never far from the ocean and I love it. But the mountains just touch a special place in my soul. It's just, I don't know, there's something about them. I didn't grow up around the mountains and I just love them. I just, yeah, it's my favorite place to be. Very close second is the coast, but oh, it's the mountains for me. So that that's why those are the places I love. Like I love British Columbia and Canada. I love Alaska. I really want to go to Patagonia. Love New Zealand. Love Colorado. Yeah, all the mountainous places. They're just I think is so beautiful. Yeah. Have you gone to Iceland yet, Katie? I have. I went uh God, it was oh a long time gosh. ago that I went. I went in twenty twelve. <laughs> um and I'd love to go back. Um yeah. so definitely at some point. I'd love to go to Greenland too. Yeah. That looks incredible. There's just but so I, many I love places. I'm no, like, oh my gosh. I know. <laughs> oh, it's so hard. I really want to go back to Scotland too. I lived in London oh, for six years yeah. and I went to Scotland a few times, but I, I want to go hiking there. I want to go into the more wild parts, you know, and it looks a lot like the South Island of New Zealand, Yeah. Um, but with way more history. <laughs> so that's somewhere else I definitely want to go back to, but definitely Iceland as well. Uh, I did the, I drove the ring road in 2012 and I really loved it, but it was only a taste. It's, you know, one week. So I'd love to go back for longer. That's awesome. Question for you, Katie. I know you mentioned yes. your husband a few times. How did you both actually meet? Um, so we met on New Year's Eve in the Philippines. Oh my um, gosh. <laughs> in 2000 of 2015 going in 2016. And I actually was in another relationship at the time. So we, we met, there was like a big group of us that met and we were just all hanging out, just, you know, all travelers hanging out together on New Year's Eve, had one of the best New Year's Eve ever. It was amazing. Yeah. And then we just kind of stayed in touch. And then me and my ex broke up soon after because we were having issues at that point. And then I decided that I was, me and Toby, my husband were talking, but we, you know, we were still just friends and everything. And then I, I went traveling in the US and I was visiting people and I visited him and then it kind of became something more during that time. So I ended up just kind of staying in the US longer and hanging out with him. I met, I met his whole family when we were like just after we kind of became official. So it was, it was very fast. And then we did a two month road trip together. Uh, it was kind of our first date, we say. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And you met a kindred spirit when you met your husband, because yeah. you know, not, it's, it's interesting how so many people look for a partner who has that same adventurous spirit. And you definitely found that with, with your partner, which is awesome. Yeah, definitely. Um, that was what the reason my last relationship broke down because, um, you know, as much as we had loved each other, he wanted a very different lifestyle than I did. He wanted to have a more settled life. He wanted kids, which I, I, you know, at that point I wasn't sure if I wanted or not. Now I know I don't want them. Yeah. So he's, you know, he's happy now. He's married someone with kids. I'm happy with Toby who's wants to live the same lifestyle that I want to live. So it's worked out really well in the end. And 
I feel very lucky to have found someone, you know, after going through that heartbreak to find someone that wants the same lifestyle as me because I couldn't have gone through that again. Having, you know, it just it's it's hard if you're if you want to travel and live this kind of yeah this offbeat lifestyle and your partner doesn't like there's only so much you can compromise. It can be people make it work, but it just wasn't it wasn't working for me and my ex. So yeah, it definitely has to be something that you both want because you don't yes. want to force someone to live a life that they absolutely hate. You wouldn't want exactly. That. Yeah, my my ex was very career focused, which is completely fine it's a different path than me and so he compromised he was very good he compromised a lot we lived in a couple of different countries together and everything but he kind of I think he thought I was going to grow out of it because we met when we were 24 and I just you know I was like no this is who I am (laughs) (laughs) I'm nearly 40 now it's not going to (laughs) change yeah and you know at the end of the day you found somebody that has the same mindset has the same spirit as you which is really good and uh, you both found happiness uh, with, with who you're supposed to be with yeah, exactly. So um, I'm very, yeah, I feel very lucky with that and that, you know, I'm living this life now that I kind of dreamed of living, but I was scared to want it because I, you know, didn't think it was possible when I was with, with when you know, in the past. And I, I had a good life, like when I was living in different countries and I was working more kind of regular jobs and then traveling in between and everything. But yeah, I just felt like I still had some constraints because my ex wasn't into living exactly the same lifestyle that I wanted. So now I feel like me and me and Toby are on the same page and we both, you know, he's very, very open. I'd be like, oh, let's move here. He's like, okay, you know, let's do this. Okay. You know, he's very, he, he says yes most of the time. <laughs> it's my crazy ideas. And he has crazy ideas too. So it's both of us. There you go. Two crazy people found each other, which is awesome. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Love that. So, Katie, let's look forward to 30 to 40 years from now and you're looking back at your life. What legacy would you like to leave and what do you want to be remembered for? Oh, um, I guess I don't have any need to be remembered by people that don't know me. Like I don't need any (laughs) fame or anything like that. I just really just have no desire for that. I hope the people that you know, but I hope the people that I, I have come in contact with, or even if, if it's, you know, friends and family or through my website, like I hope I've inspired people to live a different life or that it's okay to live a different life and that it can work, you know, not to be scared that, yeah, that's kind of why I started my website to say like, look, I am not rich. Like I probably have a lot less money than you do. <laughs> and I'm doing this because I have different, you know, I prioritize things differently and I don't have a big house or any, you know, I don't spend loads of money on stuff I don't need. Yes. So I think, yeah, to, to be remembered as someone that like dared to live differently and hopefully, yeah, that, that's the main thing, I guess. And I hope that people think you remember me as being, I don't know, kind and, you know, all the good stuff uh, with my friends and family and then just, yeah, inspire, maybe inspiring for the people that follow me on my website. Love that. Or that I've met in person. Yeah. Yeah. And also somebody who's redefining what success looks like. Uh, because it's yeah. not always a one-way thing. It could be different yes. for, for everybody. Actually, that's exactly right. And that success isn't always about how much money you have. You know, I feel like I'm successful because this is what I wanted. So that is success to me. Maybe it's not to someone else, but, you know, success can mean different things to different people. And it's okay that you don't have to follow the norm on what success is means, you know. Absolutely. And somebody could be listening to this and could be looking at your life, Katie, and (laughs) is striving to be where you are right now. So you are somebody's idea of success right now. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I think the most important thing is that I'm, I am my idea of success, like my life now. 
And and honestly, as long as like that's the whole point, like I hope I inspire people, but really I just want to be, doesn't everyone just want to be happy, you know, just feel good and feel happy, not at the expense of others. And and I think that's kind of like the reason we're here. So for me, this is it. Love that. Thank you so much, Katie, for sharing with us your journey. We really appreciate you. Now, if our listeners want to learn more about you, where can they find you? The best place, I'm not, I'm not super active on social media, but I, I am on Instagram. It's uh, The World on My Necklace. And then my website, that's the main place that, I, that you can find me. And that's theworldonmynecklace.com. Perfect. Thanks, Katie. Thank you, Debbie. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Katie. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the extended interview where she shares how to find jobs that allow you to travel that aren't online. Hey friend, have you been wanting to start a podcast? I know it can be overwhelming in the beginning. Believe me, I have been there. Lucky for you, we have created a new site called howtocreatepodcast.com that shares a ton of freebies that can help you get started. From launching, growing to monetizing, we share it all in one place. Visit howtocreatepodcast.com for more information. Hey listeners, thank you for listening to this episode and I'm so thankful for your support. I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode and get suggestions on guests, topics we can discuss, and so much more. Feel free to reach out at hello at theoffbeatlife.com and let me know what you'd like to hear. If you like the show, don't forget to give us some love and review on iTunes. Thank you again for being a part of this journey and I can't wait to hear how your location independent story will unfold.